Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Piecast, episode 43. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And we're back, ladies and germs. Waka waka. The weather is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. The weather's been particularly nice here in New York City. I feel before we say anything about what has been going on, this is the month of May. Yes, it is. This is the yes, month of is. many things. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. May Day. May Day. A strange, rapey holiday that is thrust upon children. What? You know about May Day? No. Did you not? Was that not a thing growing up? No. Oh, my God. When What's I was growing May up, May Day is a holiday that happens on May 1st. Okay. And this is what would happen in grade school. If, if you liked somebody, uh-huh. you would make them a May basket. Right. And that's like a little shitty paper cardboard basket, and you would put in like candy and popcorn and, oh, and things like that really and then what you do is you go to their house oh dear and you ring the doorbell uh-huh. and then they come to the door and you give them your the may basket and sure. say may day i don't think you actually say may day but right. you give them the may basket right and then they're supposed to chase you and if they catch you they kiss you what happens if they don't chase you i don't really know this was oh. a tradition that i don't remember past grade school which Let's point out that this was a thing that was in grade school. People's parents drove their children around That's to their weird. third grade crushes so they could chase them in the yard and attempt to kiss them. What? Yeah. Wait, who chased who? The giver or the givee? If you receive, you chase them. I see. So basically, if you give them a basket of candy, you're kind of asking for it. Oh, I don't like this. Anyway, so it's May. Yeah, the well, month also, of Memorial Day, the month of this horrible holiday. Wait, do you have another thought about May Day? Well, May 1st is also in the circus tradition. Uh, 1st of May is a big deal. It's uh, Generally speaking, it's when uh, traditionally when a lot of the, the, the circuses of old would start to start their, their summer tours. 
you know. Oh. Um, and also the term uh, a first of May uh, refers to the newest member of a circus troupe. Oh. Yeah. Which is maybe why May is referenced in things like a May-December romance. Yeah. Between yeah, yeah. partners with an age gap. The younger exactly. one is May because they're new and... Right. Yeah. When I was when when I filled in at the circus, um, everybody there would my nickname was First of May. Also, the first of May. Yeah. As many of our listeners know, uh, means that outdoor fucking starts today. <laughs> I mean, I know that was popularized in a Jonathan Colton song, but that's an old expression. Uh, okay. I, I also did not know that was a, a thing. Do you know the John Colton song? I do know the jo- John Colton song, but yeah. I, I did not know that was an actual thing. It means on the 1st of May also that there will be a heavy circulation of Justin Timberlake memes. Sure. Yes. Yes, that's true. I didn't I, I didn't actually understand the Justin Timberlake memes. I had to look it up. It's because it's an old NSYNC no, song. No, I get it. It's gonna be May. No, I get Yes, but I, I I literally had no idea what they were referring to. I didn't get the joke. I looked at it and went, oh, huh. That's a thing that I guess the internet assumes I understand. Uh, More importantly mm-hmm. than all of these other holidays. Sure. Most importantly among most. these other holidays. All right, lay it on me. Is that May yeah. is the month of the birthday of New York Mr. City-based. T. New York City-based magician Fred and storyteller. And podcast host and chronic interrupter, Nelson Lugo. That's true. Happy birthday, uh, Nelson Lugo! Yeah! Thank you. You're welcome. I hate my birthday. If you <laughs> failed to send social media greetings to Nelson Lugo on his birthday, which was May 10th, yeah. you can send them belated oh dear. to epicpiecast at gmail.com. That's epicpiecast at gmail.com. So this is like a golden episode. <laughs> Do you know golden birthdays? Uh, wait, no, wait, why? You, you have one golden birthday. What's that? It's when you turn the age that is the, the date. Your golden birthday was when you turned 10. I see. Mine was when I turned 14. Oh, okay. But this episode... (laughs) That's true. I am the same age as this episode uh, number. Yes. It is a golden birthday of sorts, I would imagine. How was your birthday? Um, It was was lovely. It wasn't actually celebrated on the day. Uh, I I was uh, surprised uh, on the Sunday before... Um, my partner was in town and, uh, she and I did some fun things over the weekend, but she told me that I had to be ready for an experience at 1130 in the morning. Is that how she set it up? An experience? Yes. Okay. That we were doing a, that that I needed to be ready to go somewhere by 1130 in the morning and to have an adventure or an experience or something along those nature. Okay. And, and then and then what happened? And then, uh, so we went to another neighborhood in Queens, a neighborhood I'm very familiar with. And uh, we went to a diner. And lo and behold, Shape of the Dark Lord and Buddy Buxom were there. Oh my goodness. Yes. And we ate pancakes and waffles and steaks and eggs. And then we Did went. We drank a bunch of booze. We drank a lot of Sunday brunch booze. 11.30. It is. The, by, the, by the way, I'm going to put a, a sort of a... a, a a grinchy plug for Mike's Diner in Astoria, Queens. It's it's actually a really lovely diner. Lots of really classic diner food done really well. But their cocktails taste like ass. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're horrible. That's not even the name of the establishment. 
Mike's Diner? No. What was it? Michael's Restaurant. Oh, shit. I got some of it right. All right. Michael's Restaurant. Uh, and the, 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 what did I have? I had a Bloody Mary. Yeah. And it was just horrible. It was just a horrible, horrible Bloody Mary. You had Mary. two of them. Yeah. Yeah. They were horrible. Well, because there's booze in it. It wasn't horrible. It was pretty horrible. I've had better Bloody Marys, but it wasn't terrible. It was the worst Bloody Mary I've ever had. That sounds like a terrible adventure. No, because then afterwards... What happened then? We went to the movies. The movies? Yes, and we saw... Doesn't matter. We saw saw Captain America Civil War. Yes, Captain America Twa. Twa. Civil War. And then... Wait, this was the third Captain America movie. That's what I said. Oh, is that is that that's French for three? Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, we watched it, and we <laughs> and we had a time. And then we went to another bar. Yes, I only bring this up because I don't know how the rest of your adventure Sunday ended, <laughs> but I know that I was surprisingly wasted. Yeah, so so was I. Actually, I, I was maybe even a little shitty. I I might have passed out <gasps> when I got home. Damn! Happy birthday. Um, no, I did not pass out. Um, I don't want details. <laughs> um, I I got a birthday present. Okay, that's uh, Tangelo. <laughs> nice call. Previous back. listeners of the podcast will know that that is Nelson Lugo's <laughs> safe word. Anyway, but we saw Captain America. How'd you like Captain America? Um, I'll quit saying it in like cutesy Captain. Uh, endearing ways. Captain America? Yeah. I liked it. Uh, it's not... I, it's okay. I mean, it's it's okay. It's too much. It's it's way too much. It, it's, it throws everything at you. Uh, there's... It, it, it's so much happens. So much happens. And it's hard to follow sometimes because there's just so much happening. But... And here's a, it's interesting because I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's a lot like um, Batman v Superman in that you have these two good guys and the whole point of the movie is that they're going to fight. Yeah. And Captain America uh, uh, Civil War does it better. Yeah. Just as long. Yeah. And with, and with you know, a, a fuck ton more characters who mm-hmm. actually end up shining really well. Mm-hmm. And it does it better. You know, it sets it up really well. There's a lot of plot. There's a lot of buildup. You see everybody's motivations make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's justification um, is uh, uh, whether or not you agree with it. Like, you can at least see it from their point of view. You know, disagree or agree. You see, like, oh, no, I, I see his point. He's, he's making some valid points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. I also loved the introduction to, of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a fantastic addition. I would, I, I missed, not missed, but I would have loved to have seen more of him. And I think he's getting his own movie now, so that's a, that's mm-hmm. gonna happen. Yeah, even Black Widow kicked fucking major ass. Always does, you know. Uh, that was the first time they they used her little wristbands. Yeah, in the MCU. Yes, the little wristbands that are pretty much a consistent part of her character in all the comic books right but i've not been yeah. used but uh i i liked it i liked, I liked it, a it a lot i liked it a lot, lot. A it's lot. flawed it's flawed it's i don't know how flawed it, it but I, I liked it a lot I, I i it definitely i definitely enjoyed myself and i would very much like to see it again i liked it so much more than 
the second Avengers movie. Oh my God, me too. I mean, that for me me was just overwhelming and too packed and convoluted and confusing for me. And I felt that Civil War was a lot more digestible. Yeah. And there were more characters that were all given, you know, proper stage time to or screen time to establish themselves. And I felt that they they managed that much more successfully than they did with fewer characters in Ultron because I think they just had too many storylines. Sure. Sure. Weird origin stories that they wanted to write in. Uh, I thought Civil War was great. I and this is it. another and this is another instance where I believe like I don't this 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 did not feel like a sequel to Captain America. Um, but felt like a sequel to the last Avengers movie. Yeah, it did. You know, uh, which they, is fine. They, they, tried, not, they tried to push him to the front a lot yeah, of the time. But. but no, I mean, a, a, a large part, a large part of the movie isn't his particular point of view. I mean, a, a lot of stuff that happens well, are, would, are because of the choices he makes. Yeah. But, you know, Tony Stark is pushing his agenda pretty damn hard throughout the film as well. So, you know, um, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I did too. I thought Black Panther was also amazing. I fucking love that guy. I, can't I love wait his, for his character. Solo movie. Um, I don't think I thought I, I liked Spider Man, and I actually like this Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I like this incarnation of Spider Man. Okay, they didn't need him. He felt kind of shoehorned in. I thought that they did a very delicate dance with that because <laughs> it could have just been a. A, a announcement to the audience hey look we spent millions of dollars and we bought our <laughs> character back from sony so we're going to start using him immediately yeah. so we can set you up for another yeah, solo movie yeah. that said I, I i know that that was that's what i expected it to feel like and it you felt, expected it, it felt more natural and it felt like it made sense that he was there and it i don't know i just maybe i was just shined by how much i loved him no he's I great i love tom holland as spider-man he's great. And, and peter parker and his introduction into it and yeah, all of that was handled really, really well. What he contributed to the fight. Yeah, I very thought funny. I thought he was excellent. It didn't feel gratuitous. <laughs> it didn't feel like you know Venom in Spider Man Three. Right, 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 right. Or uh, or Doomsday in Batman v Superman. I I enjoyed it, but I also felt it also took me out. It was like, oh, this is we're highlighting Spider Man now, and it just felt. Spider-Man for the sake of Spider-Man rather than the further of the you know, furthering of the plot, yeah. which is, you know, and I think, and again, it's just sort of emblematic of how this movie had so much in it. It yeah. was just subplots on top of subplots on top of subplots. And I also liked uh, really seeing Ant-Man in it and Ant-Man's cool reveal. I liked that a lot. To our listeners, I would like to announce. <laughs> Whenever the last episode was that we, uh, when we had um, Lucas Siegel on, sure, he uh, off mic he spoiled that for, or he didn't yeah. spoil it for us. He gave us that little tidbit. We yes. knew, we knew that 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 uh, that Ant Man reveal was coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you, Lucas Siegel. Oh, Lucas Siegel gets it right. Uh, but I thought that that was excellent. And then, and that's an instance where I didn't feel like it was shoehorned. I thought, I thought it was uh, absolutely appropriate that he was there. Um, and I don't know why. I don't. I, I guess it's just a feel thing. I guess I don't know. Um, but I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I liked. The, <clears throat> I think the reason I liked the way they brought Spider Man into it is because instead of making him, he didn't become like really necessarily the rock star of the scene. No, he, no. He became almost more like us, the audience. Yeah. He became like kind of a viewfinder for us because here's this kid who's you know he's getting asked to do this in. in 
incredibly dangerous and important thing. Oh, I see. And he's fanboy. Oh, he's, he just can't handle it. He himself. can't handle being the Oh my God, Tony Stark's boy. asking him to do a thing. And then he goes and he gets involved in it and he's just doing it. He doesn't have like a horse in this race. No, not at all. He's just being asked to do a thing and he's honored to do it. Yeah. And then he's there and now he's meeting everybody. He's like, oh my God, you're Captain America. Like, Right. And, and, and as far as he knows, his only job is to slow them down as much as possible. He's not there to hurt anyone. He's not there to do any right. egregious damage. He's only there to slow them down. I thought it was a good introduction to Spider-Man, and I thought it was good for us to point out that the the sort of the uh, moral conflict at the center of the movie wasn't just black and white. No. Like, depending on how it is told Not at all. So you have this young, impressionable kid who is has incredible powers, and he is brought on board, and he is told... He's just told. Yeah. Well, this is... This is how things are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure thing, sir. Yeah. Which I would have been too. They could have easily made that. I mean, they could have made either one of those, the leaders of the two teams, Tony Stark or Steve Rogers, they could have made either one of them look more evil and yeah. one of them look more noble. Right, right. And they didn't. They made it a lot no. more complicated. And it I think that they kind of needed him at the center of it, just going, I don't really understand all of this, but I like everybody. Why can't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really like that he's in high school. Um, I love that Marissa Torme is Aunt love May. Marissa Torme so much. She is so beautiful. I've had a crush on her ever since my cousin Vinny, um, and I'm so glad to see her working again. Yeah, uh, and I'm pretty excited for that film whenever it comes out. Uh, but yeah, I like it. Uh, that's it. That's the only thing that I watched that I cared about this month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still reading comic books. I'm still watching things. I'm still. You know, playing video games. I'm still hacking away at Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Sure. Uh, Did you see the trailer for Assassin's Creed, the movie? No. Is that the Michael Fassbender thing? Yeah, it came out. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, it didn't come out today. It came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. I'm still doing that after all these years. What? Creating the illusion that this was recorded the day that it airs. (laughs) Yes. No one one believes that this is recorded the day it airs. No one. I just started playing a beautiful uh, indie game, which I think you might have also, called Unravel. Yeah, you actually you actually texted me one like one night and said you need to stop what you're doing and play this right now. It's it's just gorgeous. It's an indie game. It's a platformer with some puzzles. Yeah. Um you play a cute little knitted red character who looks a little bit like Sackboy from Little Big Planet. In fact, right. a lot of it feels kind of like Big Planet because Little Big Planet because it's um platforming and puzzles and you are a tiny character in a big world. In a big world that's made yeah. of realistic things. Right. So even though you're Jumping across a canyon, you can see that it's made of cardboard or a chair or something like right. that. You can see that you're a tiny thing, you know. right? So and, it's, and, you're, it's, and you're swinging from like a plant to a bush to a to a chair to a, yeah. But what Unravel has is this really successful, powerful emotional tone. To oh it. my god, yeah. The story ta- it starts. You're in this house, and there's an old woman. And she's alone, and you are basically you fall as a ball of yarn out of her basket, yeah, and you become this little red yarn character. And you're kind of exploring her world, her backyard, the down by the water, uh, various... The tool shed, the... Pictures on the yeah. shelf, tchotchkes everywhere. And as you go along, you are collecting memories of this woman in her twilight, whose yeah. family is apparently now gone. It's, it's beautifully paced. The design is incredible. The music is pitch perfect. It's just, it's, there's, a, there's a profound sense of melancholy yeah. that one gets playing it, but not... But it, it it never gets it never gets maudlin, you know. It's it's always it's always very sweet, but yeah. but 
and and the, and the adventure aspect of it is actually really good. There's mm. a the, the 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 platforming is really good, and the 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 jumping and the swinging and the the the, the using yarn as your overriding mechanic. I mean, all of that's just dialed in so good. It's a it's a really good game, and I I yeah no when when you when you tech you don't you don't ever <laughs> recommend a game to me unless like you're fucking gaga over it, and I can count the number of ones on like one hand, and you tech and I I immediately downloaded it and I played like the first maybe thirty minutes and I'm hooked. It's yeah. great. It's a fantastic. Game. Unravel, pick it up. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, what else is new with you now that you are in your sixty fifth year? <laughs> Oh, I meant 43. The 43rd. old the old jokes, really old jokes. Grandpa. I, look, I like the part of the year. There's six months out of the year that you are two years older than me. The other six months, you were merely one year older than me. Uh-huh. And then I feel old. But I have these six months to milk this two-year distance <laughs> and feel like a whippersnapper. Sure, sure. And uh, yeah. I, I relish that because I hate aging. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually a little... Uh, May is always a weird month for me, but um, at the end of the month, I'm a little concerned because I'm I'm um, I'm going to this. Um, I'm a featured performer at this burlesque festival, uh, at this sort of burlesque sideshow variety festival. At I the believe end of you, May. last month you said it was called ABS Abs Fest. Okay, Abs Fest is what the the people in the know call it. Right, and North I'm, Carolina. Yes, in uh, uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Correct. And I'm in the Sunday brunch show. And from what I hear, it's a very, very popular show. It sells out every year. And they've been doing this for like 10 years. Uh, and I'm starting to get really nervous about it because I've never been to a performer-specific festival convention before. Really? Ever. Huh. Like I've gone to, I've gone to, you know, I've gone to like Comic-Cons and, and nerd events, but like I don't I don't really consider when we were going to um uh, oh god was the 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 nerd nerdpalooza when we were going to nerdpalooza that was a music <laughs> festival that I just happened to do a nerdy show at mm-hmm. you know that was just different that's just, just different to me this is this feels from every all of the information that I've gathered people tend to regard this particular festival specifically as a like coming home, like you're visiting friends. It doesn't feel like a con. It doesn't feel like a festival. It feels like a, a gathering of like-minded individuals who really enjoy each other's company and support the arts and things like that. People who attend any festival or any con would tell you that about any festival and any con. <laughs> no, because that's a thing. Because suppose, it's a, it's a gathering of people that travel all yeah. over the place. This, th- that is not something that is... Unique to them? No. That is, that's, I mean, that's kind of the nature of going to conventions. Burlesque conventions, music festivals... They're all like that. Really? Yeah. I guess I don't go to them, so I don't really have that experience. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know what they're talking about, to be honest. Um and you know, and I'm I'm really honored to have been accepted. I'm really honored to be able to perform for my peers in that way and mm. be sort of um be supported by and get to support people that I've only known on the internet for years and years. And uh it's it's I, I I'm going to enjoy the performance aspect of it. It's everything immediately before and immediately after that, I'm having like mis- not misgivings, but just a lot of apprehension about. Sure, you, you know? got to travel, cost a bunch of money. Who am I going to hang out with? Are people going to hate me? What do I do when yeah. I'm there? Do yeah, I eat all my meals alone. Do I? 
what happens at the hotel? Do I have to avoid parties? Are there going to be people there I don't like? Am I going to be expected to be social when I don't want to? Am I going to feel regretful if I'm not social when I should be? Yeah. 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 All, all, of, that. all of that. All of that. Every time. Every single goddamn time. <laughs> you too? Every con, music festival, everything I have ever done. Uh I, I guess I've just never done anything like this before. So, but you kind of have. Nerdapalooza wasn't that much different for you. You yes, had it was. A, no, you had a cognitive reframe because you thought you were doing a separate thing. But you did it enough years that you still went down there, and then you saw people that you had made connections with in previous years. Sure, and you still had time to kill around the thing until it was time for you to do your thing on a stage. Right. It wasn't as separate from it then. But I have never gone to Nerdapalooza where I wasn't performing. And you're not going to this festival where you're not performing either. Uh, I see your point. So, hmm. yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be one of those instances where you know I'll get there and then all of that will just wait, wash away and I'll be swept up in the yeah. You know, but it's 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 every, daunting when you don't yeah. really know what to expect and you haven't done it before and you're like, oh gosh. And the, and the amount of people I know is really small compared to the amount of people I don't know, and I just get, I get stranger paralysis. Sure, and, and it's just. You know, um, you're also old and depressed and anxious, <laughs> so it gets worse with every year. <laughs> you just don't have the benefit of having like many years of frames of reference of, yeah. of doing this. So right. now you're you're like, this is this is gonna suck. They're all gonna laugh at me. They're all gonna laugh at me. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna do the best five minute act I've oh, ever you're done. Gonna kill it. Yeah, I'm gonna kill it. That's not the part I'm worried about. All right. It's it's again everything immediately before. Yes, I understand. after. It's all of the social aspect of it. The best part, <laughs> the best time I ever have at South by Southwest yeah. are the moments on stage. Yeah. I love seeing my friends and I love. I'm just afraid. Fans, I'm but. just afraid that I'm going to end up like eating all of my meals alone and, you know, uh, sitting alone while watching shows. And, you won't. You won't. You know, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I just, I, the, the one thing I hate, I mean, there's a lot of things I can tolerate. There's, I mean, I can get used to a lot, uh, as you well know, my dear friend, I almost to a detriment uh, to, of my own brain. But the one thing that crushes me and is the feeling of being alone in a room full of people. Uh, that's the that's the one thing that is guaranteed to break me. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of and I do everything in my life. Everything in my life is to avoid that one feeling. And so I guess as long as I can avoid that, I'll be fine. But I'm afraid that that's going to happen. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You don't invest so much in that dread. Right. Because you turn that dread into an expectation. Right, yeah. No, I, I realize it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy at some point, yeah. but it's... it's you're going to be fine. You're going to see people there that you know that you're not even going to... That you don't even realize right now. Like right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know people that are going to be there. You know a handful of people that I are going to I do know a handful of people that are going to be there. You're going to see people there that you forgot that you knew, that you aren't anticipating. <laughs> no, because you're so That's fixated true. on the potential negative outcomes that you're going to be like, oh my God, it's this person from this and this person from this. Right, right, right. And you're also going to uh, make other friends because these things are kind of social. And also, after people see you perform, they're going to be all like, oh, I want to hang out with the wizard. Well, I'm performing on the last show, on the last day of the festival. But you're doing the brunch so. show, so... There's still a whole day's worth of tacos and cocktails. Tacos and cocktails. Yeah. Oh my god, I totally want tacos and cocktails. I know. Um so yeah, so that's I mean that's kind of like weighing on me. And uh 
you know, I, I got my ticket squared away. I got my lodging squared away. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You're going to have a great time. Record some field reports. <laughs> you know what? I might. Have, you know what? If, if there's a if there's some variety performers out there that I really enjoy, I might interview them. OK. Yeah. I always tell you I'm going to record field reports when I go. And you never do. I never do. No, of course not. Of course not. Uh, and, you know, and also, like, I don't like celebrating my birthday. So a yeah. lot of a lot of this stuff, like May is just a rough month overall. Or rather, this month in particular has been a pretty I think that's month. generational difference. What do you mean? I think your generation... My generation. Ne- ...never really cared much about celebrating their birthdays. My generation <laughs> made the birthday the big show of the year. You're not We invented that, cake dude, and the little pointy oh, hats. Dude. We wrote the song. Dude. But your people... My people? Yes. My people? Generation. Don't turn this into a race thing. <sighs> you turned it into a race It's an thing. ageist thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I've never liked celebrating my birthday I know ever I have ever. I have forced it on you so many years I know I remember one year <laughs> scaring up a bunch of friends and going to Sweet and you surprised Afton me in Astoria Queens yeah you were so bummed out I hated it uh, I hated every I remember one year I booked a burlesque show yeah and, and I tried to get out of it. tried to get out of it <laughs> Um, I'm gonna. I'll. I've learned. I'll stop doing it. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want. Like, I don't want my bad attitude to break you. Like, don't let me drag you down. Don't. I can't make your birthday about me, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's never stopped you before. No, that's the, the the crux of what I'm saying right now is I'm changing my ways. <laughs> All that other shit is in the past. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. Uh, but yeah. What's up with that grant? Uh, Last month you said something about applying for a grant? I did. I, I applied. The Bindlestiff Family Circus uh, has an annual arts grant that they give out to two people. One person is awarded $1,000 and another person is awarded $500 for a work that is both... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? That's both sort of New York created and is uh, uh, sort of in the family of the variety arts, like magic, circus, acrobat, that kind of thing. Okay. And it's called the First of May Award and because it's announced on May 1st of every year. You know, that's when outdoor fucking starts. <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. And I applied and um, I've applied a number of years and I haven't gotten the grant. And this year, oh man, I worked on that. I worked on that application for like two weeks, getting it word perfect, like sculpting my description and my, my statement and what I have and what I need and what I'm planning. And I mean, just, I worked my fucking brain to the bone and uh, I didn't get anything. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, I got a, I got a very very kind letter which i'm going to i'm going to assume that is not a form letter i'm just going to assume that it was written for me but it was probably a lot of it was for me basically saying you know hey we got a lot of applications this year you know um this isn't a a judgment on you and your contribution to the art form or anything like that but you know um difficult choices had to be made yeah and so better luck next year so i mean I'll apply again next year. How many grants similar to this have you applied for previously? Um, 
None many. Um, I, I just I, I've just started applying to grants this year. Great. All of that hard work you poured into the Bindle Stiff application? Yeah, just put in the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, you didn't walk away from this empty-handed. Oh no, not at all. Because not at all. I, it, I have... it gave you some discipline, which as solo performers and creators <laughs> is sometimes hard to come by. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, motivation it is. and discipline. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so there is a benefit to that, that you busted your ass uh-huh. to do this process. Oh, and now you're like, I-, I know how to do one of these things. Well, yeah, I have, I have a lot of material that I created that I can use for other things. Yeah. You know, whether it's a grant, whether it's marketing, whether it's anything else. I, I now have stuff I can cut and paste into other things. So. Right. That's, it's still, it's, it's a, it's a, Silver lining with value to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But that said, I'm sorry you didn't get it. Uh, me too. Me too. I really could have used the money. Um, I I had... I need, I need $1,000 of money that is not my own to invest in this show, and I don't know where it's going to come from. How much? $1,000. If you would like to contribute <laughs> to Nelson Lugo's cheating death... <laughs> Send your contributions to epicpodcast at gmail.com. We do not have a PayPal account. No, that's epicpodcast to gmail. Send your photos of money right. to epicpodcast at gmail.com. Right. Cont- contact me if you would like to be a sponsor of a future performance of Cheating Death by Nelson Lugo. So, yeah. So, I've, I've, been, I've been a little bummed. It seems like it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's no secret that you've been bummed. I don't. I'm not even going to make the joke that I make all the time about how many years you've been bummed recently, forever. Blah, 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 blah. But you have. I know that like all of these things going on. Yeah. Have, like kind of left you down in the dumps. Is when when things like this happen. Sure. Or when you are either bummed out or you are stressed out. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, it really underscores this one thing that bothers me. This this one deficit that I feel is lacking in our friendship. Wait, what? I. Bear with me here. Okay. Um, do, I, do I not hug you enough? Shaper? No, we we are pl- plenty affectionate. It's fine. Okay. No. No, this is for your benefit, not mine. Oh, all right. People who are fans of the, of the podcast and are just fans of us, they know a number of things about the two of us. Okay. They know that you love Batman and Pi. Yes, yes. And they know that I love Star Wars and weed. That's also true. Okay. Yes. Now, in addition to these things, I also love Batman. You do. A lot. You also love Star Wars. I do. A lot. I have eaten a lot of pie. That's true. I've brought over many a pie. And then there's that one (laughs) element. All right. I see where this is going. (laughs) Hanging there. Every year for Christmas, I ask you what you want. And the only answer you've given me for the past six years is uh, smoke weed with me. Yeah. And my answer is always no. I just, it's, it's almost <laughs> astonishing to me at this point. For our, our new listeners, we'll tell you this story that you've already heard a million times. What's that? Nelson Lugo has never used an illegal drug in his life. That's true. Not like he smoked weed at a party in college and right. he was like, this isn't for me and never did it again. Right. He has never smoked weed. I've never, ever smoked weed, ever. My body is mostly drugs. <laughs> half man, half drugs. The drugs of Christmas past, the drugs that I've done all those other years, I don't do all those drugs anymore. And it's just always been strange to me. I have never had a friendship uh-huh. as important sure. 
or as long right. as the one I've had with you. Okay. I've never had a relationship this long and this important with somebody who didn't smoke weed. I it's Really? I, yeah. Not like it's a huge problem, like a huge distancing factor in our friendship. But okay. it's just weird to me because I have smoked weed with casual friends and strangers and other longtime friends. But I've never had a relationship, like a friendship like the one that I have with you. Uh-huh. With somebody who has never smoked weed. And maybe it's me projecting all of my own oh, you, chemical dependency you don't onto think? this. But I find it has been wonderful over the years for treating my anxiety and fear and uh-huh. irrational dreading of everything that I do. Okay. It kind of levels me up. All right. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have a, a, a chemical outlet. When you when you had cancer, yeah, and you were nauseous all the time from the yeah. chemo, yeah, I was like, dude, sure. doctors, medical professionals, right, say that one of the other effects of marijuana is it helps cancer patients, chemo yeah. patients with their with their nausea. Oh, I know, nausea. This was like perfect opportunity. It, it helps. It helps with uh, nausea. It helps with appetite. It helps with sleep. It helps with I, pain. I knew you weren't going to smoke it because. No. You were in the hospital. I, no, no. I'm not going to bring fucking weed to the hospital. But like, I even like, I made you cookies because I was like, these will help. Yeah. You didn't eat those. No. 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 I gave them my sister. My sister loved them. Yeah, I'll bet she did. Her her and her workplace buddies loved them. There was a lot of weed dollars <laughs> in those cookies. And my sister appreciated every weed plant marijuana Molecule. I mean, at the very least, your sister could have gotten high with me. That would have been fun. Uh, is this? Oh, I, please don't, don't go any further. <laughs> I'm going to say something insane right now. Okay. You are having a bad time, and you've been resistant to this thing your whole life. Sure. Nobody starts experimenting with drugs at 43. Nobody. Nobody does that. Nobody. Nobody. Un- unless you're a crazy person. Yes. Well, folks, maybe you are that crazy person, Nelson Lugo. What are you, t- what are you getting at? We have no guests this month. No. What if we did a little experiment? <sighs> yeah. That's good radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You're not wrong. That, that wouldn't make for compelling radio for maybe, I don't know, four people. What if you did something that you've never done? You did it for the first time and then you did it in front of microphones and we could pretend like we are collecting data on, on this as a, like a, an experiment. Oh, okay. So, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna record our findings. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record our measurements. Shittiest science because it's, ever. Because it's not science unless you actually record the results. You haven't said no once. <sighs> Wait, hold that thought. Okay, folks, we're gonna take a quick break, <laughs> and we will be back in just a moment.
Mary Jane. She never complains when I hit Mary with that flame. I like up the cherry. She's so good to me when I pack a fresh bowl. I clean the screen. Don't get me stirred up the smoke through the bubbling water, making it pure. So I got to take my hit and hold it just like charm. I get the bowl and I reload it. Get my four footer and bring it on as I take hits from the bar. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the program this month oh dear. is a 43-year-old magician and storyteller from New York City. Full disclosure, he has never smoked weed. Welcome to the program, Nelson Lugo. Hey. Yeah. Now, folks, during the break, while you listen to, <laughs> while you listen to Cypress Hill, I think I actually did the impossible, and I believe I have convinced... Nelson Lugo to join me in this experiment. I I am only tendentially agreeing for the comedic effect. I gotta say, I'm so glad that you are having your first experience smoking weed with me. Aww. I'm very touched. You could have with anybody over the years, but it's with me. Yeah. And sure. I'm just glad to share this with you because like everything, this is an experience best shared with good friends. Oh, that's very sweet, Schaefer. We recognize that there is a, a possibility, given your um, yeah. incredibly delicate lungs and your asthma, yes. that this could <laughs> end in a trip in the ER. Yes. Yeah. yes. If that happens, yeah. I'm coming and I'm bringing my mobile recording rig. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not saying that I hope you go to the ER tonight. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. But I, I well, it'll be a very one-sided uh, radio program because I won't be speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me ask you uh, like uh, just a couple quick preliminary questions. Sure, sure. Uh, Nelson Lugo, tell me everything you know about marijuana. Go. Um, I know that a lot of movies are called stoner movies. Okay, that's a thing. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I know that there's a very popular 1950s movie called Reefer Madness, which yep. was supposed to be a propaganda film, but is actually touted as being one of the greatest accidental comedies of all time. It's hysterical. Um, I know that it's uh, widely sort of the accepted... Um, the, the, the accepted thought is that it's going to be pretty much legal in the United States in the next sort of like 20 years or something. It's uh, certainly on its way. St- states are, are slowly but surely changing the laws. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still illegal in New York. Yes. Um, and it's, I don't, I mean, I, everything I know I've absorbed through pop culture. Like, I don't know anything specific. About, I know there's funny names, you Sh- know, sure. like, like. Uh, Pineapple Express. There's a movie called Pineapple Express that talks about a uh, strain of potweed called Pineapple Express. Wait, you know the word strain. That's, that's cool. Well, I mean, you know, I I took biology. I don't oh. I don't know what plants are. You remember biology? En- enough. Maybe because you <laughs> didn't smoke weed for 20 years afterward. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I, so you've really established that you don't know anything. I, I, about I, it. Almost everyone I know. Almost everyone I know. Uh, indulges in pot and in one form or another. Sure. Yeah. I do all the time. I, I don't think I've ever known you sober. Oh, you've seen me sober. Have I? Sure. Have I? Here's the thing. I don't like I, I <laughs> smoke weed. It has been um, a joy of mine throughout the years. Yes, it has. But I don't. I have long since outgrown uh, smoking weed to get fucked up. I don't do it to get okay. fucked up. Okay. I do it just to take to the just, edge off. To just take the edge off my anxiety, right. my stress. It makes me not want to murder people on a crowded subway train <laughs> at the end of the day. I do it just to calm down right. and relax. Right. Um, and I and I take it in small doses every, just, just to do that. Every I, time I've gone on tour, I in it, always, with, without fail, almost all of them get blasted every single night on as much weed as they can buy. Wait, who does? The, uh, all the people that I've gone on tour oh. with. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't understand that. I don't, I'm not like, I'm just looking to relax. Yeah. I don't need to go through the eye of the dragon and <laughs> smell colors every time and be disoriented. <laughs> right. I, right, I, I right, don't, right, right. I don't right. need that kind of psychedelic experience. I just want to calm down. And I think if applied that way to your various stressors, sure. I feel like it could be quite therapeutic and and effective doing the same thing yeah yeah so you're gonna smoke some weed with me for the first time yes i can't believe i've won this victory i can't i can't believe i'm doing this i really can't i know i can't either it's gonna be i I, i'm for the first time i'm glad my parents are dead because they can't hear this yeah (laughs) they will they will never be embarrassed by this no i can i can no longer embarrass them i now that you've said that i really (laughs) deeply hope that my father and my stepmother are not listening (laughs) hello bud schaefer god damn this is your son okay anyway there's a number of ways you can uh smoke it ingest it i don't like eating it i think it's ridiculous and it gets, okay it, it, eating it gets you too high in my opinion okay and i don't like i said i don't want that sure um we could uh roll a joint we could put it in a pipe when was but, the last time you physically rolled a joint oh um like two weeks ago oh i didn't realize you still did that oh i do when i tra- I, I only see you use your little one hitter 
Oh, no. Uh, when I travel, I smoke joints. Okay. Because I can take weed on a plane, but I'm afraid to take a pipe on the plane. Okay. Because pipes are made of metal. That makes sense. And weed is really easy to hide. Sure. If anybody would like to attend my workshop on how to travel <laughs> via commercial airline with contraband, message me at epicpicast at gmail.com. True. Okay, so you are going to take a bong hit because that is the proper way to do it. Okay, uh, so w- what you're holding in your hand right now yes. is a purple glass. It I is g- plastic and damn right it's purple. Okay, it's plastic, it's yes. purple. It looks like a vase yes. with a little nipple jutting out the side of it. Okay. And uh, I guess I have a question. Sure. What is a bong? Okay. And I have a follow-up. Yes. How does one smoke from it? Okay. A bong is a water pipe. Okay. Um, what does that mean? There are, well, water pipes go back, I mean, thousands of years. What's the point of the water? People have uh, different explanations of that. Some people say that when you smoke weed uh, in, a, in a bong, that if, it go, if the smoke passes through water, that it filters out the impurities and the, the stuff you don't need and just gives you the... the Pure THC, which okay. is the active okay. psychoactive All right. chemical. Okay, that makes um, sense. Other schools of thought, because water pipes have existed long before marijuana consumption in like hookahs. That is true. That the water actually cools the smoke to make it easier. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh. I don't know which one of these is true or accurate. <laughs> I just know that for me, it's more about the bong. Using a bong is like it's ceremonial you know you have to like clean it and you have to fill it with water and you have to pack it and there's like a whole process to it and that part i like and also okay. i just like taking bong hits. all right so that's what you're gonna do oh all right yes okay is there uh is there a name for that uh crusher weed you're about to force my force into my lungs i don't want to talk about the strain of it just yet okay i'll get to that later. okay now this is how this works okay so the little nipple is sticking out the side sure I'm going to put the weed in here. Okay, that goes in there. Yes. Right. Now, on the back of this, there's a little hole. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Yes. Now, you put your thumb on the hole. Why? Because you're creating an airtight seal here. I see. I see. See, this way, it's just... This is just like... this. The, the only openings are here where you put the, the top, where you right. put your mouth. Right, right. And uh, this the little nipple, as you called it. I'm just going to call the sure. bowl... It's a bowl. But it's I'm called a call, bowl. I'm going to call it a nipple for No, no, no. We can call it a bowl. I didn't know what it was called before. So the bowl. You put the weed in there. Right. And then you draw smoke. You draw the air by inhaling through the, 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 the tube. Sure. You pull the flame into the into, into the, the bowl. Weed, and then it the, the smoke burns. It goes down through this metal tube inside. Right. Bubbles in the water. Sure. Those bubbles burst and the smoke fills up the chamber. Got it. When the chamber is filled up, this little hole in the back is called a carburetor. Okay. Or carb. Or carb. And then once this is full, you remove that, and that allows additional air to pass through, and you can just clean this whole thing, and it just goes straight up into your lungs. Okay, hold on, hold on. So so when the hole, when the hole in the back is closed, yes. you're inhaling, but you're not actually getting any smoke. You are. Um, it's mostly for filling it, but it, it's, it's, I mean, it's about a one-foot bong, so it's, it'll fill pretty quickly, and you will still get some of the smoke. I see. Even with it clear. But then as soon as you release your thumb, you're getting the full... You're just emptying. This thing will just fill with thick white smoke. And then the thick white smoke will go into my lungs. You will just clear that and it'll go into your lungs. I'm going to die tonight. Yes, you are. I'm going to. You're not going to die. Um, I, would like, I would like to just say that if I die tonight, I want, um, I want all of my uh, vintage luggage and books to go to my partner in Baltimore. And then the rest of my crap gets divvied up amongst uh, Schaefer the Dark Lord and my sister. 
Go. You know, if you die tonight, you will become famous. Why? Because I died from weed? You'll be the first person to ever (laughs) die from weed. Now, that's not including things like car accidents. Sure. But nobody has ever overdosed from marijuana. I'm I'm not concerned about being overdosed. I'm concerned about my my tissue paper lungs tearing. Oh, they've saved you every other time. They're going to be fine. (laughs) They got real good doctors over there at Mount Sinai. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm getting really tense. Yeah. You could. This is going to really level you out then. Holy shit. Okay. So actually, here, you take this. Okay. I'm a, all right, oh, shit. I, I spilled a little water. Don't get oh. that on you because that stuff doesn't smell good. It's fresh water. Oh. I don't keep bong water. I don't leave it in there. I'm a grown up. Oh, my. This is plastic. Yeah. Wait. So am, am I putting my lips where you put your lips? Is that sanitary? Do you want to wipe it down? Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you put them on the inside, not the outside. Where? I've seen some first timers like, like wrap their deep, mouth around Deep it. throat. Yeah. And you're like... <laughs> You don't deep throat a bong? No, no. Is that you what don't. you're saying? I've, I've seen people do it, and it's hilarious every time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not how it works. Okay. Do not deep throat the bong. That's a that's a tip. That's a, a pro tip from Shaving the Dark Lord to you guys. Okay. Uh, so. Oh, man. This thing smells horrible. Does it? Yeah. Well, of course it does. It's a bong. Okay. <laughs> how long have you had this? Uh, a few years. All right. I don't use it that often. Of course. It's this is a special problem. occasion. Yeah. Oh, I normally just right. put it in a one hitter and then I, I forget my I problems. See. Okay. You're bringing it out because of me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's Luke, a big show. I am your father. Oh, this is going to be great. Okay. So, <laughs> um, tell you what, I'll hold the lighter for you. Okay. And then you will draw it in. Okay. yeah (laughs) holy shit I didn't even have to tell you to do the I thought I was going to have to say (laughs) (laughs) I hate you (laughs) I know I know I know I know I know I'm very impressed you did that really well I thought I was going to have to say fill it up and take your thumb off the hole and you did the you did the whole thing that was a pretty big hit too. that hurts yeah how's that feel it, feels, it hurts <laughs> you know there are some schools of thought that say things that, uh, that, that that's that coughing like that is beneficial to uh, to the effects and here's the, here's, here's the fake stoner science behind that okay. they say you're you okay yeah you want some water yes okay here drink this there you go there you go that'll make it oh. okay uh, as, <laughs> I can't believe you did okay. it. <clears throat> um, Is that it? Do I have to do that again? No, you're okay, good. Okay, good. We're just gonna hang out. Good. For a okay. Just wait. I'm not. It'll it'll take a minute. That was unpleasant. <sighs> yes, I know. Wait, and you do this for fun? Yes. And People that was, do this for fun? That was the device that cools the smoke too. So, it, um, it's harsher if you do it otherwise. <sighs> okay. 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 Um. Now, there are some schools of thought that believe that, because fake stoner science, believes that that is beneficial to increasing the effects. Um, what, bongs? No, coughing. Oh, why? That when you cough, it's, it's, it opens up the capillaries in your lungs, man. And that you're taking deeper breaths in between those coughs that you are, like, oh, I see. absorbing the smoke deeper into your lungs. Is that is that actual science or is that I don't stoner know science? I think they started, they, there's this little... There's this little rhyming catchphrase that people would like to use when you cough really hard. They go, hey, man, the more you cough, the more you get off. 
I think they started with that and worked backwards and wrote the science. I hate I don't stoners. Know. I, have, I officially hate stoners. But I don't know. Um, but um, but you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, let's just... <laughs> so you hear that? Yeah. yeah. I'm wheezing now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, just let me know if we need to go to the, to the ER. Okay. So anyway, you're probably not feeling anything yet, and you won't maybe for a few minutes. Okay. But I should tell you this, too. What's There's that? a possibility you're not going to feel anything. Oh, really? I don't know. This is more, maybe this is more stoner science. Okay. Um, and I've, I've heard this repeated in a few circles, but I can vouch from my own experience that it's the case that some people claim that the first time a person who has never smoked weed, which would be you and sure. your perfectly pink lungs, <laughs> they must be so pink, <laughs> um, that, that the first time for some reason it doesn't work. Like you're priming your brain for future experience. <laughs> like I was in high school the first time I smoked weed and mm-hmm. I smoked weed with a bunch of my friends. Maybe we had shitty weed. Maybe we didn't know, but we, we smoked pot like a number of occasions and we'd all act like we were stoned because we, there was an expectation that that's just, this is, you get weird, man. Mm. The things get weird. But then there was this one time we got some weed and we smoked it and we went down to the pizza hut in my hometown. And then I realized that, yeah, I'd never really gotten high before because everything got really, really, really intense and weird and insane. What's happening like to your voice? nothing I had ever Wait. felt before. What? What's happening to my voice? Than any of those other experiences What's happening? Oh, are you high? I don't know. I think you are high. Oh, dear. You're fucking high! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to announce Nelson Lugo <laughs> has gotten stoned. Ta-da! Uh, Merry Christmas, Schaefer. Oh, I've waited my whole life to see this. I'm. Oh, this it. is. How's it feel? Weird. Yeah, it's just starting. Wait, there's more. Well, sometimes I don't know. I don't remember what it's like to get high for the first time. Wait, wait, are you, wait, aren't you getting high too? Oh, you mean right now? Yeah. Well, I can't. Why not? I'm actually out of weed. You can't. <laughs> Hold on. Look, I only wait, had a, wait, <laughs> wait I, a minute. I only had. You gave me the last of your weed. I only had a little bit left. I wasn't planning to smoke tonight. I only had a little bit left, but since you were open to doing this, I thought I'd. Give you the rest of it. I feel bad now. Don't feel bad for it. I called. I Did t- I bogart your weed? No, is but that a, is good, that a stoner? Good thing? use of dated stoner work, ling, uh, lingo. <laughs> I actually, I during the break, I texted <clears throat> my dealer, so he's bringing me more weed. So I'm not. Wait, don't worry. I'm not. You gonna, get that shit delivered? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, that is absolutely a thing. They're wow. like, they're like mid-level dealers who get like weed, and then uh-huh. they give it. To their street guys, who sure. usually like bike messengers or whatever, and then they'll like hand out business cards. <laughs> business cards, yeah. They're just like a wow. bud leaf and a phone number, and then they will <laughs> they just drive around all day and make weed deliveries. It's so easy to get weed in New York, and I've got <gasps> one of these. Do you think? Do you think they make a lot of money? I don't think they do. You do. tip your weed dealer? Uh, I don't, and I wouldn't. Is that a th- okay? So nobody does. I don't know. They might. Um, I don't like to spend too much time with them because I don't want them to like start thinking. Wait, 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 wait! Stop! Stop talking! Stop talking! Do you hear that? Do I hear what? Do you hear that music? 
I do not hear music. Is that is that bleeding in from next door? No, but you know what might be happening. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? You might be having an auditory hallucination. This is pretty common. You did not. <laughs> If, you, you did not mention that as part of the things that might and may not happen before I asked. Remember, I asked you a bunch of questions. What could happen? The well, auditory well, hallucinations doesn't sound like healthy things. We spend a lot of time trying to avoid spoilers, right? <laughs> oh, God. I think if I had to guess, I would assume that what you are hearing is the last thing you heard before you get high, which is probably Cypress Hills hits from the bong, which yeah. is just this... Uh, yeah echo in your brain uh that the weed is uh hanging on to that's also not real that's science. a good song yeah again it's not <laughs> real science but it isn't uh, it isn't uncommon for you okay. to hear things that aren't actually happening huh. uh right, that's I, I hear it all the time i hear i think somebody's in my apartment or i hear music that i think is bleeding through somebody's wall wow. or just um, oh wait wait what was that I, i'm sorry what <laughs> i just nothing i just heard i just heard a thing Again, yes, you are. You are probably hearing. Uh, Wait, the, no, stop, stop talking. There was, a, there was no. That's something different. What is that? Uh, there, there's nothing in my headphone, dude. No, dude, I'm hearing. I'm no. I'm not hearing Cypress Hill. I'm hearing things. I'm hearing like, like. Okay. You are, you are, you are having audio hallucinations. Okay. And if I had to guess, uh, based on what I know of you, uh-huh. you are probably hearing old timey cartoon sound effects. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I have no idea how many times I've heard phones ringing. Fuck, what? And, and it's cool. It's cool, man. No, Roll wait. No. Hold, no, no, no. You're, you're getting... <laughs> Stop. There's nothing... There's okay. No, there's nothing actually All right. There. Okay. You're, you're cool. Good. It's just you. All you're right. the only one that hears these things. Really? Yes. It's loud. It's a silent studio. God damn it. I have heard uh, voices of cops. I have heard shit. What the fuck? Okay, Lugo, 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 stop, 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 settle down, just what? Stop. Don't, don't get, what? dude, don't. This isn't going to turn into a bad experience. Okay, just settle down, settle down. Lugo, have you ever seen the movie Batman Forever? What? Yeah, of course I have. You know I have. Right. Do you know uh, at the end of the movie during the credits, there's that song that plays. It's Seals' "Kiss from a Rose." Do you know that song? Yeah, I know that song. Who doesn't know that song? Okay, cool. Wait, why? Just making sure. Okay. Weird. <laughs> you asked me earlier about strains of weed, and even though I I love. Uh, weed. Uh, I don't really like the culture of it, and I find the names of the strains to be ridiculous. They're always called ridiculous things, like you know, blueberry train wreck. And uh, <laughs> a guy once uh, tried to sell weed uh, to me and said it was called ghost weed because when you smoke it, man, you can hear ghosts. Yeah, weed culture is obnoxious. So maybe I got some Hanna Barbera weed, and that's what's happening and why you're hearing these things now uh whatever this strand is called sour diesel i don't really care what it mean what it is or what it means and when my dealers break out like multiple strands, i don't care i just want to me it's all the same stuff i none of this is important to me baby i compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray dude no uh sorry Oh, I so that worked. What worked? Uh, mm. You know how you get earworms? 
normally? As sure. Getting your, oh, boy, those things are so easy to plant when a person is high. Did you plant I did. an ear? I did. I planted. You're evil. I know, and I would like to apologize. You're a dick. I know. I would like to apologize. I'm sorry. That's not for you. Yeah. That's for both of our listeners. <laughs> you just because they now, too, now. have kissed from a room. Oh, my God. You are asshole. Settle down. You're going to be all right. You're okay. <laughs> Earworms are easy to plant. The power of suggestion is really easy when a person is stoned. And music, a person is very uh, vulnerable to music. Oh, my God. Music. Lugo, all of the weed music that you missed out on. Weed music? Yeah, there's so much music that is either about weed or is written to enhance the experience of smoking weed that is mostly only there for generations for teenagers when they first discover pot. You missed out on Pink Floyd. Oh my God. What the hell am I doing? What the hell did I agree to? Jesus fucking Christ, I'm an idiot. Fuck. God, I hate my job. Why is it? That everybody is better at what they do than I do at anything. Oh my god. I made Tara McAleer cry in the sixth grade. That was horrible. I'm a monster. Fuck. You know, I think being a magician was the wrong choice. I mean, the only other worst profession I could have picked was maybe mime or poet. At least I get paid doing that. God damn it. I really could have used that grant. They fucking hate me. What did I do to deserve? Why do they hate me? Oh my god. Everything I touch just turns to shit. And wait, what? I just said that I don't understand why Jimmy Buffett is considered pop music. It's boring high. It's boring not high. Wait, what? Okay. Oh, you're just, you're having like a whole experience now. Um, yeah, I don't. It's okay, man. You're probably a little confused. Yeah. Holy shit. I know. Uh, Are you all right? I don't know. Look, it's it's going to be... Wait. Oh, hold on. Wait, what? What's that? Oh, my dealer's here. Oh. oh. I'll be right back. Wait. What? I'm just going to run downstairs. No. I don't, I don't, I don't invite weed dealers into my house because I don't want to be friends with them. But I just got to run downstairs and get it from them. Oh, well, I'm just going downstairs. No, no just... Okay, can I, can I come with you? No, just... No, because I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to have to explain you to him. You are not really in a condition to meet new friends, especially those who are drug dealers. I don't, dude, don't leave me here alone. You're going to be fine. I'll no, just, I'm not going to be fine. What do you... I'm going to be gone like like a minute. What the hell am I supposed to do while you're gone? I don't know. Just, just talk to yourself. What? Just talk to yourself. It'll pass the time. You'll be fine. I'm not, you're not going to die. Okay. You're going to be totally fine. All right. I'm just going to go get some weed and then I'll come back up. You're right. going to be fine. Okay. Chill out. Okay. Talk to yourself. Okay. Everything's cool. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll be right back. I hate you. Oh my God. I hate him so much. What the hell am I supposed to do? Talk to myself. Talk to myself. I talk to myself all the time. I don't care about talking to myself. See, you you can talk to yourself all day long. It's how you answer yourself that makes you crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the program this month is a New York City-based magician and storyteller who, up until this point, has never used an illegal drug in his entire life. Please welcome to the program, Nelson Lugo. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. 
What the fuck is going on, Nelson Lugo? What happened? Okay, I don't know. I don't know either. All I know is that you've spent the past 43 years maintaining your body as a temple. And tonight, for whatever reason, you decided to be peer pressured into doing an illegal activity by a 40-something-year-old man-child. Look, in my defense, he's very persuasive. Also, I take umbrage with the idea of treating my body like a temple. Do you know how much fried chicken we eat? We eat a lot of fried chicken. Oh, I am well aware of how much fried chicken we eat. That shit is delicious. But you committed a crime tonight. I know, I know, I know. Oh my God, what the hell am I doing? We've been so good for so long. You ruined us. Hold on now. I ruined us? You ruined us. Oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> there, there. As much as I would like to blame Schaefer for this, no, you didn't put a gun to my head. I, I did this willingly. I, I, I am second guessing every choice I've made from birth right up until this moment that led to this poorly, poorly thought out endeavor. Well, that's terrific. Look, I just want you to know that no matter what you do or how you live your life, you will always be a deep disappointment to me. Yeah, I hate you too. Who is it? Who is it? It's me, Schaefer. Open up, man. I got the stuff. Who is it? It, It's me, Schaefer, man. Open up. I got the stuff. Who? It's Schaefer, man. Open up. I think the cops saw me come in here. What the hell? Who is it? It, It's Schaefer, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with me. Who? Schaefer, man. Open up. Schaefer? Yeah, Schaefer. Come on, man. Open up. I think the cops saw me. Schaefer's not here. No, man. I'm Schaefer, man. Hey, come on, man. Who is it? It's Schaefer, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with me. Who? Schaefer, man. Open up. Schaefer? Yeah, Schaefer. Schaefer's not here. What the hell? No, man. I am Schaefer, man. Will you... Come on, open up the door, will you? I got the stuff with me. I think the cops saw me. Who is it? What the hell? Man, open up the door. It's Schaefer. Who? Schaefer. S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R. Will you open up the goddamn door? Schaefer? Yeah, Schaefer. Schaefer? Right, man, Schaefer. Now, will you open the door? Schaefer's not here. (laughs) so this particular holy shit where the fuck did you come from dude holy fucking fuck balls you got up you let me in the apartment we sat back down i'm telling you about the weed i bought what you're so fucking high when the hell was that okay Anyway, this strain that I got from my weed dealer just uh-huh. now, yeah, 
is called Paisley Skeletor. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes, it's a it's appropriately stupid. <clears throat> Paisley Skeletor. For a strain of weed. Yeah, I I told you that. I don't Somebody had to name that. I know if they did, they were very A human being sat down with a huge open world of options available to them. Mm-hmm. And then they came up with the combination Paisley and Skeletor, and they said to themselves, nailed it. Yeah. I hate that person. It was inspired by the fact that this weed tastes like weed and other every <laughs> other weed. Um, anyway, okay. so are, are you, uh, you're, you're okay over there, yeah? I don't know anymore, man. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, hey, I'm going to fucking yeah i'm gonna come to space with you (laughs) holy shit okay you're not alone i'm gonna go ahead and uh join you in the sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band (laughs) excuse me while i kiss the sky here we go what's this oh okay Holy shit. God damn. That's a lot. Oh, man. That's a lot. <coughs> oh, fuck. <coughs> oh, I'm really enjoying the Schadenfreude right now. <coughs> I'm so used to. <coughs> Do you want to take, you want to get, take a break I'm to get good. a drink? No, you need a beer. I'm so used to <laughs> I'm so used to using my one hitter all the time that I've gotten a little soft. I haven't used my bong in a while. Oh damn. You take it easy there, old man. <coughs> I'm okay, I got this. <coughs> oh my god. Scheidenfreude. Yeah. There's um, a bitch. <coughs> oh goodness. Uh oh that's better. <coughs> feels like a stunt smoking out of a bong now you know over the years all the many people that i've smoked weed with there's always been so many like kind of sport ways to use it you know first it was a bong and then that wasn't enough and then somebody attached a bong end to like a gas mask so you're actually filling like oh my god face with it. And then people started bending he's still talking gravity bongs. Gravity bongs were so hot and does he ever shut the fuck up oh my god we're recording this. Everybody knows. Everybody knows I did a thing. Great. I'm no longer going to be remembered for the shitty magician that I am, but except as the guy who took a hit of fucking pot with Schaefer that one time. <laughs> Why do I ruin everything? I wonder, I wonder if the circus does drug tests. Will this show up on a drug test? Like... Six months from now? Am I forever tainted? Is that like... Is it like rings on a tree? Like, can they just tell? Like, I did a thing? Oh, hey, buddy! Wait. Schaefer? Yeah, I'm here now. Wait, wait, what are you... Are you inside my head? I am. That other guy down there is talking too much. Oh my god, he won't shut up. How's it going? I don't know. It's, it's, It's weird. But I'm glad you're here. 
You're not alone anymore, I'm man. I'm not alone anymore. Hey, man, you want to hear my impression of Carol Ann from Poltergeist? That's all I want to hear right now. Okay, check it out. Mommy, there's somebody here. That's good. That's really good, actually. That's, that's better than I thought it was going to be. I was just humoring you before, but that was actually really good. I appreciate that. No, no, I appreciate you. Are you, are you. are you feeling better? Are you enjoying this drug anymore? Well, I feel better now that you're here. As I said before, like everything, it's an experience best shared with good friends. Oh, that's sweet. Listen to Pink Floyd, dude. <laughs> okay, let's go listen to Pink Floyd. <laughs> feel sleepy and hungry and um nothing that bothered me a few hours ago really matters right now and what did you learn i learned that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively there's no such thing as death life is only a dream and we are the imagination of ourselves would you do it again? No, not at all. So, mm-hmm. plugs. Plugs. Do, do you have plugs? Yeah, yeah. Go. Um, uh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually know either. All right. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 40 Trays. <laughs> I've been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Shake oh, the Dark Lord. Yeah. Be safe, internets. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. 
For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. There used to be a great tower alone on the sea. You became the light on the dark side of me. Love remained a drug that's the high, not the pill. But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can be seen? Baby, I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. Ooh, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels, yeah. Now that your rose is in bloom, a light hits the gloom on the gray. I didn't smoke it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.